Broadcasting all over the world from cinemageekly.com, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast, with Anthony Lewis, Glenn Bove, and Cody Kelly. Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 64. This week brought to you, like it is every week, by the fine folks over at thinkgeek.com. Uh, you know what, guys? Whether you're looking for something as simple as like uh, an Avengers t-shirt or something as crazy as like an R2-D2 USB car charger, or if you, know, you just want to kick your feet up and relax wearing some ridiculously great-looking Star Trek triple slippers, uh, man, Think Geek is the greatest place on the planet Earth. Uh, we highly recommend you shop there. And if you do it, the best way to do it is by going to cinemageekly.com and clicking on the big banner we've got. Uh, when you do that, ThinkGeek kicks back 7% of your order to us to help keep the uh, the podcast and the website online and keep the server costs down each and every month. Uh, and of course, even just clicking on that banner and browsing around, uh, ThinkGeek will uh, kick some pennies our way uh, just for the clicks. So every little bit helps. Uh, again, that's thinkgeek.com, Think Geek stuff for smart masses. Uh, no Aaron this week, so it's uh, it's just myself, Glenn, and Cody. Glenn, how you doing this week? Doing pretty good. How about you? I am doing fantastic, man. The weather, it's getting, it's getting, it's not quite sprung yet. Spring, that is. <laughs> spring is not yet sprung. It's getting close, though. Most of the snow is melted, and it's, uh, it, it hit the 40s today in Michigan, so that ain't bad. I don't. I don't want to know what the weather's like in Texas, Cody. How are you doing? Don't tell me about the weather where you're at either. <laughs> doing pretty good. Okay. I'm just. We're just gonna presume that the weather is good and much better in uh, in both places uh, right now. Um, no awkward opening <laughs> to begin the podcast this week, uh, and and that's all uh, thanks to Ben Knight from from Manchester, England, is the guy who did the. Uh, the voiceover uh, at the beginning of the show, awesomely, uh, awesomely done, and uh, adding just a touch of class, wouldn't you say, to a, what is otherwise a podcast completely devoid of it. Uh, but uh, for more stuff on Ben Knight, because he does a couple of other podcasts over in the UK, if you want to check him out, uh, there's northpodlaw.co.uk. That's actually a legal podcast, because Ben is a barrister. He's been working uh, in the legal system in Manchester since 2004. Uh, so he does a, a podcast over there. And uh, then to just completely switch things around and go mirror universe, he also does the official podcast for the Manchester Phoenix, which is actually a, a UK hockey team. I had no idea this even existed. I was fascinated, as you guys could uh, attest to on Facebook. I was completely fascinated that there's hockey in the UK. Uh, Phoenix-podcast.com. Uh, to listen to uh, to Ben's podcast about uh, the Manchester Phoenix. That's yeah, I'm still completely caught up on that. Let's uh, let's ease that one guy who said we don't talk enough about sports on here, and let's just muse for a little bit about how amazing it is that there's ice hockey in, in the UK. Did anybody know this? Am I? You guys are going to be like, oh yeah, we knew it was there. Uh, I didn't know that the UK specifically had hockey, but I've always thought of hockey as being one of those sports like soccer or rugby, where it's universally big across the entire globe. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I guess I'm not that surprised, but a little bit based on the region. Right. It's it's never you know when I think of UK sports, the only um, you know it's probably because I'm a stupid American. And the only things that come to my mind are uh, are, are football and uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, cricket, cricket, yeah, cricket's the other thing I was thinking of. I was, I was about to get even dumber and say croquet, and I'm like, no, it's not croquet, is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, yeah, uh, you know what? It's, uh, it's been a long weekend. Let's just dig into the, to the news, everything that came out. There's so much of it, uh, literally a ton. It's, we're gonna try to squeeze it all in. Uh, the first thing that popped up after last week's podcast. Uh, was the official trailer for Hercules. 
with Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it. Cody, did you uh, did you get to check this out, and what, what were your thoughts? I did, and honestly, I don't really have any. I'm no thoughts. Not really. I mean, I just, it's not that I dislike that it's coming out or that it's going to be a movie. It's just I just have no interest. Right. Uh, Glenn, did, did this leave any sort of impression on you whatsoever? Uh, looks like it kind of follows the mythology a little bit better than that. Uh, the previous the one that came out in January. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 it doesn't look anything special. I think as we talked about last week, the fact that it's made by Brett Ratner, it's going to be pretty bland. Right. So uh, I feel like it's just going to be one of those summer movies that comes out and maybe makes $85 million and then we'll never talk about it ever again. The, uh, yeah, the thing for me, I, I guess this has been a thing for anything the rock has been in. That's sort of like this, even the Scorpion King, which I enjoyed, it was still kind of, it just kind of always felt like the rock dressing up to be somebody else. Like every other movie he's in. I don't get that. Like pain and gain. I didn't get that. Um, you know the uh, even the even the kid movies. It didn't quite get that same uh, feeling. But whenever I see movies like this, it always just feels like, oh, that's The Rock in a wig. Maybe because he's playing a muscly, kick-ass. You know, that's essentially like the life he lived for, you know, a decade plus in the world of pro wrestling. So I don't know. It just, uh, you know, every time I heard him say something, it just sounded like. The Rock saying something and not Hercules saying something. So um, I don't know, I'll probably end up checking it out. It, the the Brett Rat, uh, the Brett Ratnerism of the whole thing, you know, obviously that's gonna <laughs> knock down the uh, how important it is that I see this movie. But I'm sure I'll end up I'm sure I'll end up checking it out. It, it looks like it'll be a fun popcorn movie, but uh, yeah, time will tell. Uh, Glenn, we are rapidly approaching. It's it's spring uh, already, but. Spring quickly fades away into summer, and it's going to get real hot down there in Texas, I'm willing to bet. What are the odds that you're just going to want to crack open one of these Klingon beers? Did you see this? Um, this well, ar- apparently there's a there's a whole place that it's not just uh, this one beer. They actually have another beer already out. Have you heard yeah, of it? They, they, they talked about it on Saturday Night Live, uh, which is kind of funny, because I, I just got done watching it. But... Uh, uh, no, I probably won't. I usually stick to Shiner. That's a that's a local beer down here, so I don't really venture off from uh, non domesticated beers. Uh, no, no Warnog for you then, sir. No, no. Uh... no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, is it like wheat or what? Is it? What's it gonna supposed oh, to taste like? Let me see. It's here. brewed from their enemy's blood. <laughs> it's oh. Klingon oh, beer. Right. It's like the manliest beer you can find. Oh shit, that's so good. They should really do that. Um, Warnog, here's this is from the article from the Guardian. Uh, Warnog, Glenn, incorporates rye malt into modern, uh, some German word, grain bill, <laughs> creating a flavor profile that is both familiar and unique. So there you go. Uh, the aroma is predominantly mild banana and clove, produced by the German what? wheat yeast. Yeah. Uh, supported by a subtle sweet malt character from the use of Munich malt. Well, that sounds interesting. I may actually get some. So if it's not like an arm and a leg. And uh, it's from a Canadian company that has an official partnership with Star Trek. And uh, the brewing company is actually called the Federation of Beer, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker, but I would, uh, I would totally try it because I'm a Star Trek nut. And why, you know, how often am I going to get a chance to drink? Uh, Cleon Warnog. So, um, what's next, Cody? Blood wine? Are we going to get that? Maybe that'd be that'd be something. Uh, I don't know if I'd try that one. I'm not a big wine guy. Yeah, from the blood of their enemies. God, that's awesome. Uh, Cody should uh, quit the podcast right now and just go do their fucking public relations. Uh, I'm guaranteeing oh, I'd do, if they put me in someone. the Klingon makeup. <laughs> oh, so good. Today With one is those a... fucking. What are the Oh, the, those things that Worf had, that crazy ass, what was that thing that he fought with? Oh, the Batleth. Yeah. Yes. Like, put me in the makeup with one of those just crushing fools and then drinking beer. <laughs> oh, it needs to be done. It's such a good commercial as well. Um, no, uh, no Aaron on the podcast, which means I just have to fucking skim over the fact 
that there's all sorts of new set photos and videos from Peter Capaldi uh, filming the the newest series of Doctor Who, uh, and also revealing what is apparently his uh, uh, his version of Sonic Screwdriver, which actually looks a lot like Matt Smith's from uh, uh, last uh, the last series, although maybe a bit smaller, using the same color as well. So Aaron didn't get his uh, apparently Aaron's not getting his wish of a purple Mace Windu esque Sonic Screwdriver uh for peter capaldi unfortunately um but that uh you know what i i we should probably cover this but i it's been already shot down so maybe i just get your reactions to it uh at the time when you read it uh there was at the time when we posted it slash film and a bunch of other places had uh reported that bradley cooper may be up for the uh reprising the role of indiana jones they're going to recast indy with uh with Bradley Cooper. Since then, uh, we should note that uh, lots of people, including Bradley Cooper's management and stuff, say there's nothing to the rumor, which doesn't necessarily mean anything, obviously, but uh, they're denying it for the time being. Uh, and uh, apparently, there's also uh, a rumor that came up that said Frank Darabont was uh, was pitching a new indie story, which he has also since said he has not done. But uh, when this came out before the updates. Uh, did you guys, did you have a favorable uh, view? Uh, Cody, we'll start with you of, of Indy being Bradley Cooper. All right. I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Like I love all of the movies, even the last one. Um, that being said, as much as I think it would probably tarnish the lore of Indiana Jones to reboot it. Mm-hmm. I think just off the cuff, Bradley Cooper would probably be a good choice. I think he could do it justice. So if if it were to happen, I wouldn't be completely against it. Okay. Uh, it's better than them plugging Shia LaBeouf in as his uh, son uh, and starting yeah. over with that. Yeah. I. <laughs> oh Christ. Um, Glenn, did you? Uh, uh, where where were you sitting on this one? You, do you think that'd be a good fit? Yeah, like like you said, I, I like Bradley Cooper. Uh. I think he he's got the comedic and the, like the I, I guess the like the acting chops to kind of do it. He kind of has the look. I mean, too. he's he's Similar. he's no Harrison Ford, like we all know that. But uh, right, right. Uh, he doesn't have that kind of machismo. But he, uh, I went blank. The thing, if they go back and they reboot it, that's good because I think they need to stick to their bread and butter, which is uh, Nazis and ancient artifacts, yes. not aliens and uh, uh, r- ruskies. So that'll be nice to see you go back. And I, you know, I, I think I've talked about it, you know, with the DC stuff and all that kind of thing. There's, I mean, James Bond, I think has a good model. It's, I think it, you can sustain it. You don't have to worry about, Oh yeah, we're going to change actors, you know, every three or four movies mm-hmm. and uh, people seem to be okay with it. You'll just be like, Oh, they just compare the two, which I think adds the more excitement for the, like the next bond installment that it doesn't, right. They don't, it doesn't have to be serialized. It's just, its own thing, own standalone. Right. And if it carries back, it does. Uh, I mean, with even Frank the, Darabont, but oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Frank Darabont fan, um, but I mean, I I know he he's a good writer. I don't I wouldn't probably want him to direct it or have to lead the franchise into a new direction. But right. Um. Yeah. I I'm not against I'm not against the idea at all. I think he kind of even has you know the Indiana Jones look a little bit. I think he could, you know, totally carry that or whatever. I wouldn't have a problem. I really don't have a problem with them reboot. Obviously, Harrison Ford can't do it forever. Um, and, you know, clearly, I think a lot of people would be like, okay, then we'll then just let it be. Uh, but just being realistic, that's not really the the Hollywood we live in <laughs> these days. Like, if they, if they still see money in a franchise, you know, they're going to try to get the money out of it. And with Disney, I believe... <laughs> Uh, Disney, I believe, controls the rights to it, right? Now they have the rights to Indiana Jones. Yep. Okay. So now that Disney has the uh, the rights, my guess is they're going to want to try to monetize that a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they, and I'm sure they think they can get something out of it. Uh, moving on from Indiana Jones, uh, put another one into the uh, the Aaron was right file. Uh, if you guys remember a few podcasts ago. Uh, he cited a source that uh, claimed that they knew uh, what the uh, the mid-credits and post-credit scenes of Captain America the Winter Soldier were, 
And we're like, okay, well, that sounds plausible, but take it with a gigantic grain of salt. And uh, then, of course, uh, Aaron, <laughs> shortly thereafter, a week or so later, uh, managed to post links to uh, bootlegged videos of the mid-credits and post-credit scenes that were, in fact, uh, completely dead on. They were, in fact, 100% uh, correct. Did you guys uh, watch them, or did you want to avoid the, the spoilers? Uh, by the time that I saw all that stuff posted, they had already yanked the videos down, and I couldn't find it to watch it. Okay, and Glenn, I'm guessing you, did, you didn't even want to hear me talk about what the early reviews for this movie had to say, so I'm guessing you didn't click on these videos, did you? No, I watched it. Like, that's not spoiling anything for me. I just don't want to know what... I don't know what people... I don't want to know what the perspective is going into it. I don't want I don't want to know if people think it's good or if people think it's bad. I, I don't want to have any type of prejudice going into it. That's my only thing. It must have been difficult, because people are just yapping about it all over the, all over the place, so... Uh, you know, we're, we're, um, I, I guess we should probably mention it real quick. The mid credit scene does show, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver with, uh, I want to say it's Baron Von Strucker, uh, yeah. from, uh, from Hydra. Uh, and, uh, the last scene, uh, is in fact the Bucky Barnes scene, uh, where he, uh, sees himself with, uh, in that, in that, uh, I don't know. Let me see here. That uh, it's that mural I want to say with Captain America and like all of his buddies from the first movie. There's like some mural, and he sees he sees himself there. Uh, let me see here. Moving forward, what do we get? Oh, the uh, you guys check out the trailer, the second trailer for Jupiter Ascending, the uh, the Wachowskis' uh, super gigantic space opera. Anybody watch yeah, this? Okay, go I ahead. did, and okay. I. I think it looks really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. I, well, I mean, it looks amazing, but uh, as far as yeah. like, the, the look, yes. Yeah, just everything looks too sleek. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's really smooth, and I, I just, it kind of throws me off a little bit. But as far as the story goes, like, what was it they said? It was supposed to be like Cinderella or something like that, is what they were trying to make it like. It looks very and Cinderella like, yeah. It looks, I just, I think it looks really stupid and I hate it because I love Sean Bean and I'm going to see it and he's going to die at some point because he's Channing Tatum's mentor and you know, any good action story or whatever has <laughs> got to have the mentor die for the hero to, you know, reach his potential. But it just, I did just something about it. I'm watching. It, I'm just like, man, this looks really stupid. Well, I mean, and, and it's Sean Bean anyway, so he was going to die. So yeah. And, and like, I know Mila Kunis is a good actress. I know this, and I'm watching her in it. I just don't think she should be doing this kind of stuff. Like the way I don't know, like her acting style or whatever. It just it doesn't seem believable. Her in this type of universe, like she needs to stick to stuff like Black Swan and those, you know, those like kind of contemporary stories. I just think sci-fi fantasy may not be her shtick. Right, Cody. Did you uh, did you check it out? Yeah, and I pretty much agree with everything Glenn just said. Uh, stylistically, to me, I mean, it looks good. But honestly, it's the Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis part of it. It kind of takes me out of it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just don't see them in those kinds of movies. Part elf, part Vulcan Channing Tatum. I don't, I, I'm don't. i not sure what they were going for there. But uh, yeah, I mean, visually, it looks, you know, of course, epic. It's It's gigantic. Um, the, uh, I mean, yeah, for the rest of it, it yeah, it, it's going to go either way. I think for me, cloud Atlas got a very similar feeling from me. And, uh, I, after watching that, I felt very mixed about it as well. Um, I think I gave it a middle of the road review. I don't remember particularly going nuts over it. Um, I'm definitely going to check it out cause you know, sci-fi fantasy space opera stuff. Uh, I'm tor- I'm totally there for sure, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, I think the thing that struck me most about what you said, Glenn, is the thing that the thing that, I guess I didn't really notice it, but you're right about Mila Kunis. She works really good in the romantic comedies I've seen her in. She works really good in the 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 really heavy dramas that she's been in. But you're right, she doesn't seem to really fit in here very good. Like yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I totally see where you're you're coming from. It's 
I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting uh, for sure. So I'm going to I'm going to give it a watch. But yeah, I'm not. Uh, it's not high on my list with so many other movies coming out uh, this uh, just this summer in and of itself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I won't pass on it, but it's going to it's going to go way down on the queue, I think. Uh, I guess the trailer that made the most noise this week. <laughs> uh, nobody has to worry about the the teenage or mutant words being gone uh, from the Ninja Turtles movie. However, if you did note, they were smaller than the other. Uh, Ninja Turtles was in very large print. <laughs> so it's a teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the trailer came out uh, and uh, made a lot of... Uh, I guess made a lot of noise on the interwebs. Uh, torn. People are torn. Uh, Aaron basically posted the uh, the sneak peek for it, and uh, said he's you know he's going to reserve his judgment for the full trailer. And then when the full trailer came out, he says he'll reserve his judgment until another trailer comes out. Um, what were your what were your thoughts, Cody, on the the new look turtles? Um, or the trailer just in general. The the turtles look great. I think they look good. They're bigger than I thought they were going to be, but the, the movie, I don't know. Like I'm kind of like you said torn about it. It could really go either way. Yeah. And it's hard to say from just that one trailer. I mean, parts of it look really good. And obviously visually it's going to look super impressive. But I just I don't know. It looks too much like it would just be Transformers, but instead of giant robots, it's giant turtles. Right. And that's not what I wanted from that movie. Uh, Glenn, I I want to get your thoughts on the trailer as well, but it, it looked like, to me, like, they've definitely changed some stuff. Like, just judging by the trailer, and the trailer may obviously not be the final word on this, but judging by what we heard in the trailer, it certainly sounds like they've changed the, the origin story for them uh, as well, no? Because it sounds, yeah, uh, it basically sounds like Shredder knows April O'Neil's dad, and they made the turtles. Assuming, assuming, of course, that the white guy ends up being Shredder, of course. <laughs> That's actually completely, one hundred percent different. I mean, if you want to go back to the original origin, the creators thought of it because, uh, because of Daredevil, like the um, yeah, the accident the with the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the stuff that caused him to go blind and gain those powers, like, where did it go? It ran down in the sewers, and then it affected these turtles. Like, right. that was their original concept. Thank God it was so, turtles, I mean, not crocodiles. Like, <laughs> holy shit, be away. I mean, I guess it'd be like street sharks, but... <laughs> uh, um, so, what were your, what were your thoughts on, uh, <laughs> on, on the trailer? Okay, but off what Cody said about being like a Transformers movie, I didn't really think about it until he said it. But instead of it being Shia LaBeouf and a bunch of robots, like he said, it's going to be Megan Fox with a bunch of turtles. turtles and she's yeah. going to be like, she's only there for exposition, it feels like. And I don't think you really need exposition with Teenage Mutant Turtles. We all, like, like Cody explained it, it's pretty simple. Radiation, whatever crap, went down the sewers. They drank it and they became big. And then they, you know, they love pizza and all that kind of stuff and kick ass. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I don't. I don't expect a whole much from it. I mean, as long as it's fun, I'll be okay with it. But you're right about. I can, I don't understand how this movie is like the movie that is like internet crazy because we had that one TMNT come out, and I don't know if it's because it wasn't promoted as much or it didn't. It wasn't backed by like Michael Bay or you know some a kind of big name like that. Uh, why it wasn't so big? So I'm wondering like why why now is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like people are really looking forward to seeing this movie just even amongst friends i've talked to everyone when the rumors were they were going to be aliens and all that kind of stuff or they still could be wondering what is this movie going to be about like okay i didn't realize teenage mutant intro was that big i just thought you know if they were going to make like a live action power rangers movie maybe maybe more people around my age who are kind of like oh this is probably a bad idea but i'm going to see it anyways just like the dragon ball movie that was god awful that came out years ago but I I love the part of them going down the hill and Raphael and or no Donatello and yeah Donatello and Raphael just switching and turtle bashing into that fucking Humvee like if it's gonna be shit like that 
I won't have a problem with it because I just want them to kick ass and eat pizza. That's all I ask of this movie. <laughs> so, but if if but if they're only in it as like side characters and they show up because April O'Neil's got to hide them and they destroy her backyard or something, then yeah, then we may have a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah the the less the less Megan Fox acting, I think, will be to the betterment of this movie, not the detriment. Um, I you know I thought the trailer looked okay. For the most part, I agree totally, and a lot of people are saying it looks like Transformers, but hopefully it'll be more Transformers One than Transformers Two, uh, for sure. In in that it was just an enjoyable movie, um, but, but you know we'll see. The only the only thing that it really um, outside of seeing Meg, and I was disappointed in Megan Fox's acting, even though she only really has one part in this trailer where she actually acts, where she faints, uh, <laughs> and even that was just like oh okay. Um, the uh, the only other thing that really stuck out to me that I I that just didn't look right or good to me uh, was that that shot right at the end when Michelangelo is talking to April. It just the giant green baby head and the 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 full motion on the lips and stuff like that. It just looked so strange. You know what I mean? Like that 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 felt weird for some reason. Uh, and maybe that's because I'm living off of like the you know, those turtle movies from, you know, the the 90s or whatever, uh, where it was more animatronic than it was, you know, anything else. Uh, and the motion of the face wasn't nearly as, as fluid. It just seemed weird to me. Did that not seem odd to anyone else? It felt weird to me. Yeah, he looked he looked goofy. There's a term for it for things that aren't, hum- like, human to yeah, look the, uh, too human. The Uncanny Valley, yeah, where it's... Uh, yeah. It just your brain recognizes it as something's not right about this, um, and yeah, it just felt weird. Uh, the I I don't know. It just uh, for me. It, I mean, for me, it's like obviously yes, this is a CG turtle, but for some reason, the way they just decided to animate it just felt completely different from anything else I'd ever seen from them before, and in a bad way for me. Like it felt you know too different. Uh, sad. I don't know. I mean, obviously we're going to give it more time and we didn't get to see very much at all. It was a very, uh, you know, practically like a hack and slash trailer that was just, uh, just tons and tons and tons of scenes as piled on as quickly as humanly possible. Uh, let me see here. Gosh, what else do we got? There's a bunch. Um, there's a bunch of, uh, age of Ultron pictures, uh, that Aaron got up from the daily mail. I mean, there's already, there's already a million of them. Uh, that we got posted from last week, most of which you've um, already seen. But there's a couple that you haven't seen yet. Some that look like uh, Hawkeye facing off with uh, Ultron, or what looks like will be Ultron, somebody full of CG stuff. Um, you know, nothing really new, but the the Daily Mail one, it's the most recent one you'll find on the Facebook page. Uh, it's There's a ton of them, and they're all very high-quality images. Uh, so if you want to get like good looks at uh, what Scarlet Witch looks like or Quicksilver, uh, or what the uh, what they pre- what I guess what they're thinking Ultron's going to end up looking like, uh, all that stuff is uh, on the on the Facebook page. Uh, are we uh, are we in danger, Cody, of overhyping the excitement for this movie, or is there no uh, such thing for an Avengers movie? I don't think there is for. I mean, based on just the gigantic success of the first one, I don't think you can play it up too much because it's going to be just as big, probably bigger. So and, I, mean, I don't uh, think there's anybody out there saying this movie's going to blow and I don't want to see it. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Glenn, basing on uh, and going on the maybe good, maybe bad reviews for Captain America since we're going to... We're not gonna we're not gonna tip the balance in any way, shape, or form for you. Um, but let's just pretend to say that the reviews are pretty good for the movie so far. Um, <laughs> do you think uh, is, is there any chance of of going overboard on the hype? I feel like the last uh, I want to say the Dark Knight Rises felt like it got overhyped to me, and a lot of people ended up uh, felt let down with that movie. But although I'm sure you could probably make some arguments as to why the hype didn't really matter as to why people felt let down, but uh, you know, is, is there a chance that a movie like this can be overhyped? I think the only way it could be overhyped 
is if they put in the trailer the epic conclusion. Uh, I think that was probably why people, I, I would say, would I thought Dark Knight Rises was great, but mm. um, I think 87% of Rotten Tomatoes backs me up on that as well. Uh, but I, I, I don't see how I can get overhyped by seeing a bunch of pictures with lame-ass Hawkeye in it. Right. Um, so I, I hope these are like shots leading to him dying because I just don't like Hawkeye. I think he's really how, stupid. How could you say that about Hawkeye? <laughs> he's just a dude with a bow and arrow and he's not even cool about it. Like green arrow is, I, I understand they're almost the same character, <laughs> but I, I just think green arrow's got a little bit more spunk to him sure. and Hawkeye is just, he's just lame. He's so lame. I don't and, know. I, uh, I, I liked him in uh, in the Avengers movie. I mean, he was like a obviously he's like a you know he's like B team you know back of the crowd type uh, character or whatever. But you know, I thought he did his thing just fine. He was kind of useless. I don't I don't think the six or seven guys he killed with arrows on top of that building really <laughs> changed much no, in the grand not. scheme of things. No, I, mean, I don't know why they didn't just use. Well, never mind. We're not even having that discussion. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's. It's you know it's gonna be the Avengers. It's the second part. The first one was really good. Okay, let's see if they can up the ante because everyone's all about making it bigger and better and more explosions and more this and bigger cast and more heroes. Uh, I think it's funny is if I hear Aaron say he's really stoked about this and he would talk about how X Men is gonna have too much of a cast. I don't. I think you can make the same argument for this movie you would make against. Uh, x-men days of future past because the cast is ever growing and the heroes and stuff it but it's okay if we understand these guys are going to be secondary but uh no i think uh we got a year away we'll start i think once the first trailer releases we'll know more and i'll reserve judgment until then i think aaron's still just upset about what the uh the sentinels look like like he saw those as soon as he saw those pictures of the sentinels he's like uh okay he did not like their their choice for the uh, the look of the Sentinels. So, um, Cody, did you take a a peek at uh, this uh, this image that Aaron posted about the uh, uh, shots from the uh, the season two finale of of Arrow? Could you, if you saw it, could you think you could give me some sort of uh, uh, insight into what we're looking at? Because I'm not sure. Um, what we're looking at. Well, it's a bunch of people in Deathstroke costumes. Okay. Uh, the picture I saw. Um, it's tough to say what they're going to do with it. I mean, it'd be just speculation. Mm-hmm. But I'm betting it's probably just one of uh, the plans that Slade has for Ollie to be able to get back at him, you know? Because he can't fight all of those guys and protect his family. And uh, Sarah Lance and Roy and Diggle and Felicity. I mean, I think it's just a... a it's going to be one of those things where he's sending all, all those guys to spread them thin to try to take them right. down. Right. Um, do you think they're going to force uh, Felicity to put on some boxing gloves or something and uh, get out there? <laughs> they're not going to put her out to fight, are they? I don't think. I don't think they will. I was talking to uh, a mutual friend, uh, Dave, about this. Yeah. And he thinks she's going to end up being like a member of the team that actually goes out and does stuff, but I, I don't think she will. I think she's going to be in that um, almost like a an Oracle cast that uh, Barbara Gordon was in, just, you know, giving out direction from the command center, pretty much. I don't think she's going to get too physically involved. Right, right, right. Um... And I think they need that, too. They, they got to have that person, you know, giving them the information and helping them out. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, the other thing we uh, we got here is from uh, Clark Greg himself on Twitter uh, threw up the uh, the poster for uh, this coming Tuesday's. I believe this is this isn't this the season one finale of Shield. I want to say it is because uh, I think after this is Captain America opens and then uh, I think the season is over. But I could be wrong. I have no idea. That's been spaced out so weirdly i have no idea how many episodes have occurred but um it's uh it's pimping shield versus deathlock and it's uh got a a picture that promises that deathlock is going to be a little more cyborgy looking than the last time uh we saw him so uh excited for this episode cody um honestly i'm not 
up to. Oh, you're not up to date. I'm not up to date on Agents of Shield. Oh, this is where Aaron would. This is where Aaron would come in and and talk about how excited he is. Uh, but instead, he's constantly posting messages on Facebook about how upset he is that he can't be on the show this week. Um, <laughs> it, it looks like it's going to be good. I have no idea, honestly. I'm going to actually have to go and uh, and research <laughs> to to find out because I. The way it's the way it's worked this year is so strange. Uh, all of the breaks they've taken, uh, it's been terrible. Uh, according to this, uh, by the way, according to Wikipedia, which of course is a, uh, uh, you know, obviously the the best source for these types of things, uh, say that yeah, say that it is in fact not. Uh, the the season finale. Apparently, they've got eighteen episodes, and uh, yeah, the uh, this next episode is only episode sixteen, and there's two more episodes uh, that occur after this. So, I'm presuming since episode seventeen airs on April eighth, which is four days after Captain America opens, uh, I would presume that that episode will be uh taking place also after the events of that movie which according to the things i've heard will make agents of shield a vastly different show so we'll see if uh that ends up actually uh occurring or not uh let me see here guys we're so short this week without aaron in here to 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 fill us with his uh his opinion uh (laughs) the show is actually drastically short we're only we're only 35 minutes in uh this week so we could be going short this week because there's nothing in the mailbag uh, we can talk, however, very briefly about uh, the Blu-ray releases. I can finally do them this week, Glenn. Wait, can I we have... go back to Arrow real quick? I just got oh, a question sure. for Cody. Sure, yeah. Because he, he's a Batman guy like myself. Does it bother you that it seems like with Arrow, anything that's big news that they're bringing onto the show is a Batman villain? Like, I understand that Green Arrow doesn't have that big or massive of a... Uh, of a rogues gallery or even that famous or whatever. A lot of his are shared with green lantern and that kind of stuff. But, and like, I feel like even his bad guys they have on there, they kill off and they, they discard really quickly or even like secondary characters like firefly and stuff. They, they kill them off and all that kind of thing. Like I understand those are mainly Batman wins, but does that ever bother you that they just, they kind of, they're just borrowing from the most famous tool shed. Uh, no, it doesn't. I think with a lot of them, it makes sense. Uh, and they could be like switch hitters and be in the Batman universe and also cross over with Green Arrow. And with some of the stuff like Huntress, um, she's tied in in a different way through Black Canary and the Birds of Prey and everything. So, I mean, that makes sense. Um, the only thing that it didn't bother me but surprised me was their, uh, their liberal use with like Ra's Ghoul. And uh, his family and the League of Assassins and everything. It didn't bother me. It was just I was kind of surprised because he is so heavily like Batman specific. Yeah, but well, I, I mean, there I was mean, the, the to, Harley. There was the Harley Quinn cameo too, and. Uh, but that makes sense. That makes sense too, in the sense that they're doing the Suicide Squad because right, she's right. been a part of the Suicide Squad. So. I mean, I think, to yeah. me, they're interchangeable. They can plug in, and I think they fit really well in that. Arrow universe. Mm. Uh, and Glenn, you know what? I'm probably going to just could be wildly off here, but my guess is they're probably just going with whatever the most established universe that already exists is. And oh yeah, that's why guess. I said the yeah. famous tool shed that they got to yeah. borrow from. I mean, yeah. it, it makes sense. It's just it to me, it's a little weird that you have this show to see about this character, and it seems like you can't use any of his villains to for any type of sustainability. I just think it's really peculiar and odd that if you're going to bring in all these villains, why don't you just make a damn Batman TV show? I understand they wouldn't make a Batman TV show because they can make Batman movies and make shit tons of money off of them right. and less time. But it's to me, I just find it a little funny. Well, they're doing that Gotham show as well. But that's not necessarily a Batman TV show. No, but I'm strictly. really excited for it. Uh, they, 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 they released all the character headshots as well, didn't yep. they, recently? Yeah. Um, what yep. were your thought? What were your thoughts on that? Were, uh, was there anything that stood out, or were you just like, nope, still just interested, but nothing, nothing piqued your interest, or do you think the they nailed the casting for the most part, or at least to the roles that 
are for characters that you were you know already aware of um i i was really excited to find out that bruno heller wrote it and i'm also kind of worried because i really like bones but bones is a little campy and i really hope this show won't be like that right um but at the same time like i am i like the guy who they cast as uh as James Gordon, I like Ben McKenzie. I didn't even think about him and being that and Donald Logue. I've I've loved Donald Logue for years, and I love his look of Harvey Bullock. It's just that fat piece of shit slob, old fashioned cop, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the girl that they have playing as Selena Kyle, like I, I mean, I understand they're little kids, but I think it'll be really interesting as the show goes along if it actually becoming a Batman story, like. You know what? Bruce is supposed to be twelve when the show starts, right? And if they do it Mad Men style, where they could, you know, they could conceivably jump a few years if they wanted to get into it. So, yeah, by like year four, uh, they could have, you know, Bruce Wayne could be, you know, seventeen, eighteen, not just sixteen, and maybe kind of seeing him go into that beginning of of him learning uh, how to fight, and you know, maybe you'll see a guy with just you know a black mask and that kind of stuff running on rooftops every once in a while you know like you know you could build to that we're right, basically right. doing a, a robin origin story but with bruce wayne instead there you go um cody you you uh you like what you're seeing so far yeah i think um the entire cast looks good uh i think uh what's donald logue is that his name yeah something like that i, I think he's uh p- perfect for harvey bullock i don't think they could have picked anybody better the only person I was kind of whatever about was um, the little girl they got to play, Selena Kyle. I think she looks a little goofy, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just one man's thought. But I think overall, the show looks good, and I'm very interested in it. And I hope they do it right. Uh, let me see here. Um, yeah, let's do the Blu-ray releases. Glenn, you can't jump on my case this week. I have checked and double-checked. And uh, I am not reading a week ahead of time. I'm not the one who called you out, so. Well, I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm just, I was letting you do your thing. But you did notice. You did notice. So this way, <laughs> it will not get under your skin this week. Not, the, not to say Can that I... you did last week. Go ahead, Cody. I just want to interject something real, real quick. Sure. Uh, a couple weeks ago, during the releases, you talked about uh, Odd Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I said I was excited to see it. I finally watched it, uh, even though Aaron said not to. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty much uh i mean stylistically it was a little different than i thought it was going to be right but it was a very faithful adaptation and uh very enjoyable if you're a fan of the books so i highly recommend it okay there you go and a a cody recommendation of odd thomas on the uh on the podcast and now we can jump in to those oh so uh coveted blu-ray releases this time for april the first i believe we're not there yet uh, and I believe that is relatively close to the date that we are recording this podcast. Uh, so I think we're in good hands. Uh, here are the Blu-ray releases uh, for uh, April the 1st. Uh, there's the uh, 1967 Western, The War Wagon. It's a 1967 Western, Glenn. So can you guess who's starring in it? Uh, I'm going to say Sam Elliott. No. Oh, come on. It's a 60. It's a it's a 60s. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Uh, his name rhymes with Bond Fane. <laughs> come on, it's a John Wayne movie, sir. And Kirk Douglas. The War Wagon. Come on, Sam Elliott. <laughs> sir. How dare you. Uh, Two Mules for Sister Sarah, 1970s Western. This time, no John Wayne. It's Clint Eastwood and uh, Shirley MacLaine. Uh, that's that would have been my guess for the first one. Let's see, there you go. Um, speaking of... Uh, John Wayne, uh, a 1975 movie of his that's come out that I had no idea even existed until maybe about a month ago uh, called Rooster Cogburn, which I believe... What? You've never heard of Rooster Cogburn? I've heard of, well, I've heard of Rooster Cogburn in so much as that that was the titular... Uh, that was the, the name of uh, John Wayne's character in True Grit. Uh, but I had no idea that there was a movie called Rooster Cogburn made long after True Grit that is apparently... Uh, like almost a comedy involving the, the, the character. I had no idea this existed until like a month ago. Uh, it's now hitting Blu-ray, but I had no idea that they had made a, a, a second movie involving this character. None. Uh, 
the uh, the fourth and final season of Star Trek Enterprise is hitting Blu-ray. Um, that should be one to check out, by the way. Uh, if you uh, weren't a fan of the series at all, season four was the best of the uh, of the series. Unfortunately, it was also the last season. Was that well. Scott Bakula one? That would be the Bakula one, yes. The pre-Kirk uh, Star Trek series, which, uh, yeah, season four was uh, was fantastic. But uh, uh, I, I liked all the seasons uh, here and there, but season four was really the best. And unfortunately, it didn't get a fifth or a sixth season because it was really hitting its stride, unfortunately. Uh, that's kind of just how TV works sometimes, though. Uh, Disney is releasing the Pirate Fairy on Blu-ray. Uh, I'm guessing a Tinkerbell flick. I'm not sure. That's I'd have so many jokes there. <laughs> the uh, 1979 flick Norma Ray, 35th anniversary edition, Sally Field, Bo Bridges. Uh, that flick is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, here's a big one: No Holds Barred, starring Hulk Hogan, is hitting the Blu-ray. Code of you, you've watched No Holds Barred before, haven't you? Oh, of course been digitally remastered are you going to add this to your catalog <laughs> probably not but no. i might watch it again uh I, I... glenn have you uh have you uh have you watched the uh the movie where hulk hogan essentially plays hulk hogan but uh with another name entirely no no i haven't you've never seen it's it's truly amazing he is uh, Hulk Hogan playing a very Hulk Hogan-like character, but with a completely different name, which was weird because WWF made this, you know, made this movie essentially. So why they couldn't call him Hulk Hogan, no idea. Uh, and and it was pretty goddamn awful as well. Uh, let me see here, what else do we got? Uh, the Little Rascals Save the Day from Universal Pictures. Joe Kidd is uh, hitting the Blu-ray. That's another Clint Eastwood. One of his eight million Western type films that he's made over his career, uh, the Bag Men uh, at Middleton, uh, Forty Seven Ronin is hitting Blu-ray and uh, Blu-ray 3D, and uh, there is not one, not two, but three ways you guys for you to own Anchorman Two: The Legend Continues on Blu-ray. You can buy it in the standard Blu-ray edition, or you can buy a set that comes with blue jockeys or red jockey briefs. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> This, I'm sure this plays into the movie in some form or fashion. I've not seen it. Uh, Glenn, what's the what's the gag here? I I I forgot so much about that movie <laughs> that I I couldn't tell you if it was a joke or not. I mean, I'm sure it is. I honestly I right. that movie just kind of I just for whatever reason I don't remember half the shit that happened in it. Probably because there was so much shit that happened in that movie. <laughs> worst um i'm sure it has i'm I'm sure it does in fact play in some otherwise they would not be marketing it in this fashion um yeah so all those uh all those movies are coming out on blu-ray uh april the 1st and the best way to get them we suggest using the amazon link on the cinema geekly website uh head over to cinemageekly.com the right hand side of the page big ass amazon button click it use it <laughs> takes you to amazon uh like normal doesn't cost you anything doesn't change your shopping experience uh, Amazon just sends eight to ten percent of your order back to us uh, in the same way the Think Geek thing works, uh, keeping the server costs down on a monthly basis and keeping the podcast available to one and to all. Uh, let me see here. Uh, the box office. I think that's where we normally go, right? After we talk about that stuff. Uh, interesting box office week uh, for the top five. Before we do that, uh, I want to talk about the the Schwarzenegger flick Sabotage. Uh, that debuted at number seven, uh, reportedly had a budget of almost $50 million, and uh, opening weekend it did $5.3 million. Hmm. That's a bomb, right? Yeah, it's going to go on cable pretty quickly, make up their, cut up their losses. Holy shit. Yeah, that did not fare well whatsoever. Um, number five was, uh, I guess, what is a documentary? The God's Not Dead thing? I think it's a documentary. Uh we talked about it last week is with uh, Dean Kane and uh, um, somebody else. I can't remember off the top of my head now did uh, Kevin Sorbo. I think Kevin Sorbo, of course did, uh, did 9 million uh, number five. Number four is Mr. Peabody and Sherman, which did 9.5 million uh, number. Let me see here. Number three was the, uh, the Muppets most wanted flick did uh, 11.3 million. 
Uh, Divergent fell to number two with 26.5 million. And uh, Noah opened this weekend to 44 million. Um, so that's not a bad opening for that movie. It, that might be the highest opening for an Aronofsky picture ever. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think, Glenn? I would say that is hands down probably the biggest opening. I know, like, Black Swan made a lot of money, but it was limited release for so long. Mm-hmm. It was just like all those other kind of Oscar movies that they eventually get to $100 million. It just takes a long time to get there. So, yeah, probably his biggest opening ever because he's never really done, like, a blockbuster type of movie. Right, right. Um, all right, well, that leads us to uh, what is going to be opening this coming weekend. Um, only only one real release this coming weekend, but there is a limited release, Under the Skin, which was apparently made in 2013, but is now getting its uh, theatrical release mm-hmm. now. Uh, apparently, it's about an alien in human form. Uh, takes a journey through Scotland, apparently. Uh, and it's starring Scarlett Johansson, who happens to be in the other movie opening uh, this weekend. But Under the Skin getting pretty good reviews. Only 57 reviews, but it's 89% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And, of course, the other release this weekend will be Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, with all the people that we would normally, we'd, me- we'd mention the cast, but we've been talking about it for uh, you know a solid month and a half on the podcast. So there's really no need to go over the cast. But, uh, yeah... Um, the movie may or may not be doing really well critically <laughs> to help uh, with with Glenn's critical uh, critical view of the film when he goes to see. It. Are you guys going to go see it this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to try to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, I'm actually going to pre-order my tickets for Sunday because uh, Captain America actually opens on my daughter's 11th birthday, so we're gonna. But she wants to go see it, so we're gonna go take her on Sunday uh, to go. Uh, see Captain America. Uh, good Lord. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it may or may not be doing very well critically, Glenn. We'll just say that. And I'll stress <laughs> that. And I, and I stress that it may be doing very well or, or yeah. maybe not. Well, last week you said it was at like 90 something. So, it, yeah, it's uh, it's already certified fresh from Rotten Tomatoes. So with only 53 reviews. So I don't think they see the. Uh, the review tally. So far, there's only three negative reviews. That's up one negative review from last week. Yeah, that's 75 million already overseas. So, really? Yep. Good lord. Yeah, it's uh, this is gonna this is gonna rake in some money. I'm, uh, I, I think this all bodes well also for Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think people are still a little uh, uncertain about how it's gonna do because it doesn't have the it doesn't have that precedent of being involved in a previous uh, Marvel movie in any other way, shape or form. It's kind of a opening it up to a, you know, and even uh, opening the Marvel universe up even wider a little bit and going with, you know, what is clearly, I would say a ballsy choice. Uh, it doesn't feel like the safest choice they could have made for doing another, uh, for starting another uh, set of characters out uh, into the movie franchise uh, that they've got currently. But I don't know. I, I really got the feeling that it's going to end up doing really well. I don't think it's going to bomb or anything like that. So I think at this point, people just see that Marvel logo attached to it and they're just going to go see it. Like they're just going to yeah. presume based on the track record alone that, you know, they've done nothing but, you know, hit doubles, triples or homers on all of their movies. So it's like they've they haven't had anything fall really short yet. So I think it's going to I think it's going to do OK. Uh, let me see here. Uh, where are we? What are we doing for time? Oh, hey, we stretched it out. Glenn, thank, I owe you a, a million thank yous for asking Cody about Arrow because that, that ultimately stretched us out uh, to, to write about perfect timing. So you, sir, win the podcast, uh, the the podcast trophy for this week. You've won the internet. Congratulations. Oh, so then I get to like choose a topic to talk about for like three minutes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, let us talk about, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what you would select, Glenn. That's terrifying. Let's not, let's not go down that road. <laughs> okay. We're done. No, nope. No talking. I, it, would be, it would be Hannibal. <laughs> oh, would, oh would it be? Well, it'd be a yep. terrible convert. You'd have to talk about it for three straight minutes because I haven't watched it. I don't know. Cody, have you watched Hannibal? Not yet, no. Okay, so there you go. Just be Glenn talking to himself. I mean, Aaron does it every week. Why can't I? <laughs> there you go. Um, well, hold on. Let me let me run through this real quick. If we've got enough time at the end, Glenn, you can talk about Hannibal to your heart's content. Uh, 
Everything we did talk about this week uh, available on cinemageekly.com. Nothing new on the website this week. Uh, I feel like we said that a couple weeks in a row now, but it's been a slow. It's been slow with uh, movies churning out. Um, there has been news, which I've been very slow to get onto the website. I think I'm going to start bringing back the uh, the uh, the geek news, where we take all of the Facebook posts and put it up on the website, uh, just uh, in one spot. So I don't have to constantly surf through uh, the Facebook page uh, to find anything, uh, to find everything. But uh, speaking of Facebook, we're on that and we're on a bunch of other social networks as well. Twitter, to be exact. Facebook, Google+, YouTube, and Tumblr, all at Cinema Geekly. And of course, if you want to contribute to the Cinema Geekly mailbag, uh, questions or comments or hate mail or uh, secret admirer letters for Glenn, uh, send them in. Info at CinemaGeekly.com and... I will be sure to forward those emails to Glenn uh, if and when they do come in. Uh, are you expecting any now that I've mentioned this? I'm no, not, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not expecting expect- any. I was no. wondering why you name dropped me, and I was like, wait, I'm the only one that's not married. Okay. There you go. Uh, let me see here. Oh, the podcast, you guys. It's uh, not available just on the website. We're also available on iTunes, the Stitcher radio app, and the, uh, the TuneIn radio app as well. Uh, so on either one of those, feel free to uh, subscribe to the podcast and to rate and review it as well, uh, which, of course, helps the visibility of the podcast when people go searching for uh, for things like this, like a movie podcast. Uh, so please, please rate and review. Uh, let me see. Glenn, let's let's take a look at the clock and uh, go ahead. Talk about Hannibal for three minutes if you really want to. <laughs> let's hear it. The, Han- the, the, the Hannibal Minute with Glenn Beauvais. All right, I know uh, Aaron talked about it, I don't know, it was last podcast or a couple of podcasts ago. We uh, mentioned how Brian Fuller said he wanted to play out the seasons. Uh, not not really go on that, but man, this season it was really close. Last week's episode, uh, Hannibal almost getting axed and uh, caught. Uh, they've taken a lot of liberties with this show as far as how the books cover it because there was a cold opening that started with Jack Crawford slash Morpheus slash uh, Sam Jackson slash Lawrence Fishburne, uh, <laughs> you know, the, at, at Hannibal at Hannibal Lecter's house, and you know, realizing that Hannibal Lecter is a cannibalistic serial killer, and him getting chased down, attacked by Hannibal. Which, if anybody is a dragon uh, or man hunter or have read the book, uh, know that it is Will Graham who catches it, and Will Graham right now is in a mental hospital, which does not happen in the books. Uh, it only has about. 1.6 million people that watch it every week. I recommend anybody who's in the dark, twisted stuff or, uh, you know, likes the first five minutes of a Law & Order episode uh, to just watch this because you see some very twisted stuff. And it is it is really good. Um, it's like a procedural, but there's a little bit more character to it. I don't know how quite to describe it because it, it can be very bland, but the style of how it's filmed is very interesting. And I just, for whatever reason, it's gut-wrenching. And uh, I'm presuming also you cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, it's probably my favorite show going on right now. Um, I don't. I mean, I only follow like three shows at a time, which is this Archer and Once Upon a Time. I guess if you want to count House of Cards I and mean, that kind of stuff, and I'm going to be getting caught up on Mad Men. Um, it's it's damn good television. Yeah, they just Dude. added the uh, season six of Mad Men. I think I will be getting it, and as soon as it comes to date on or on. Uh, cable, I will be DVR in it, and we, I will be a part of the conversation this year. Oh, awesome. So, all right, Cody, go ahead. What did you get? I was just gonna say, you're watching Once Upon a Time, but not Arrow. Okay, <laughs> uh oh, here's the explanation. <laughs> I didn't start watching Arrow until after the fact. I had watched it when they put them all on Netflix, I watched them all, yeah, same. and I had become, I was so far behind on arrow that i knew i wouldn't be able to get caught up this season so what i'm gonna do is what i what i'm gonna what i'm doing with Mad Men is i'm gonna dvr whatever i whatever comes out next year when they release season two for me to be able to watch all of it and then i'll get caught up that way legally there you go legally um so uh but oh it'll i will be hey once upon a time i mean we i know we don't have time for it but Last the part one of season two or season three was really really good, and so far this season, 
which we're only like two episodes into it, has been pretty bad. And I think it's because they're really ham-fisting the Wizard of Oz stuff into this season. Whereas last year, like, they took... It was such a cool twist that they did with Peter Pan being the bad guy uh, and Captain Hook being more of an anti-hero. That was what made it really fascinating. And this season's kind of like... I don't know. I don't know. It's nothing. They're not doing anything outlandish. It's just kind of the Wicked Witch is here now. Okay. So the uh, yeah, you know, I kind of follow the same pattern you do. I'm, I follow like three shows right now, but my three shows are uh, Shield, Arrow, and uh, Walking Dead. Right now are the three shows that I'm actively watching on TV. But I'm uh, once you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, the new season of Game of Thrones is going to be starting uh, on the sixth, and uh, going to be you know obviously going to be watching that when it starts and uh you know we've already talked about mad men's coming back so i'm probably going to be increasing that i'm slowly making my way through house of cards i haven't quite finished it yet oh man uh, i know i'm I've, i'm falling way behind on that i think i'm at i, I want to say i'm episode six i'm thinking i'm on episode six uh so yeah I've, I've i've fallen way behind uh cody how many shows do you try to keep up with um well up until recently pretty much everything i could like i didn't have a number just whatever was on that i was interested in right like i was watching um how i met your mother the mm-hmm. goldbergs um i was watching agents of shield arrow um shoot i can't remember what's on um impractical jokers which is isn't really like a the same kind of show but right right um Shoot, and there's a couple other things too. I can't remember now. Walking Dead. I really liked How I Met Your Mother until the last, uh, the last. Se- I didn't, I haven't, en- I didn't enjoy the last season at all. So, I actually, we actually stopped watching it around here uh, about five episodes in. I think to the last season, we stopped watching. We just, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it wasn't working for us. the The whole concept of doing a a whole season within the span of a a, a day or something or a week or whatever the the concept they had was but i don't know it, it wasn't working for me that i we really liked a lot of the the early seasons though we really liked those a bunch um but yeah i, I kind of forgot all about comedy i haven't watched a comedy in forever i can't even remember um, when i watched the goldbergs was has like all the stuff i've seen of that has been really good yeah, it's that's almost on a, that's on after too much shield, of right? uh yeah either before or after yeah and that's almost it's almost a little bit too much like the Wonder Years, but in the same sense, it it's actually based off of this guy. Like it's mostly true, and like they show clips of like the actual stuff that happened from the eighties or whatever. I haven't watched it. At I'll the end of it, it, I'll have to give it a shot though because I really like the Wonder Years. So and I I I I enjoyed a lot. I think it's a good show. Oh, fun. A lot of a lot of cool throwbacks to stuff that I remember from being that growing up in that time period. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I, I've I've caught a lot of the beginnings of the show, which usually has some sort of really funny '80s reference uh, or something in there. Um, but I, I never really stuck around to watch a whole episode because I'd have something else going on. But um, I, don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a, a look after Shield this week, and I'll, I'll come back with a report. And Bates Motel. That's the other one I watch. Oh, and Bates Motel, which is yeah. is that? But that would make four shows, wouldn't? Yeah, it, it makes four. Yeah. There you go. Um, gosh, I think I'm going to be the only person on here watching Game of Thrones when that happens. Son of a bitch. Who am I going to talk to, guys? How am I going to gossip about what's going on? not watch it? Um, I think Aaron might watch it. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to keep up with it uh, as it's going. I may be the only one crazy enough to actually pay for HBO uh, in this whole group of people. So, uh, When's it start up again? We'll see. Uh, Sunday, April, uh, April 6th, WrestleMania Day, Cody. is the. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, I won't be watching... Uh, Game of Thrones, you know, as it happens, I'll have to watch it on HBO Go afterwards because I have a wrestling podcast that I do as well. So um, I'll be watching WrestleMania for that podcast. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be uh, that's going to be a busy Sunday. Plus, we're going to see Captain America that day. So I'm writing a going to write a review for that when I get home and watch WrestleMania that Sunday. And then after WrestleMania, I'm going to stay up an extra hour and watch Game of Thrones on uh, HBO Go. So that's going to be a busy ass day Sunday. Uh, but I will get through it. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds so hard. Right? It's like, oh my god, all that entertainment watching. 
so much work being put in, Glenn. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and trying to get a new well, blog done. Yep, breaking sweats over at the. I would argue that website. Oh, taking two young children to the theater is work. That's well, luckily, it's, luckily, my it's not easy. Luckily, my dad has agreed to take the three-year-old out. So they're going to take the three-year-old out. So it's just going to be uh, myself, Jen, and uh, our uh, soon-to-be eleven-year-old. Um, so she she'll be okay, and the the little one's gonna go with uh, Grandpa for the time that we're out at the at the movie. So that at least has been taken care of. Uh, so yeah, otherwise I would agree with you wholeheartedly. That would be uh, an amazing amount of work, work that I never want to have to experience. To be <laughs> honest with you, so that seems like such a hassle. Uh, let me see here. Okay, I think we can finally wrap it up. We made it. We pushed it to an hour plus uh, three minutes even. So congratulations, everybody. Uh, for Cody Kelly, Glenn Bovey, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we will catch you next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast.